am I with Seabus Super? Because I'm a builder and they take care of me. Well, I had an accident on the work site and they helped me out, no worries. Yeah, they helped me out real fast. Mate, they just get me. Because they are for all of us. Seabus, for all of us. To consider if Seabus is right for you, visit seabussuper.com.au for a copy of the PDS. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself And there's some stories I can tell you I had to This is Friday Wear with Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon World Cup Daily, day number nine Seabus Super, the industry super fund hitting your retirement for six. Visit seabussuper.com.au. Day nine, Jeff, was scuppered by rain. We didn't see a ball bowled, uh, but I'm going to get you to do a 30-second summary anyway. 30-second summary of the match between Pakistan and Sri Lanka. It rained. That is all. They were in Bristol, nothing happened. It got called off at 4.20pm. We were sitting around all day hanging out for For 4.20, as per usual. And uh, and let me tell you... How many times do you reckon across the course of our... We're in season six of the podcast. How many 4.20 games do you reckon? We've we've, we've, we've riffed on that more than we have Glenn Maxwell. Uh, uh, Well, you've got to know your strengths and you've got to play to them. And I think that's what we've done here. So 4.20 arrived. It was duly celebrated. Uh, The celebration sparked up around the press box. No, we, um, we 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 missed out on a match which could have been one of those real wild card games of the tournament. I think, in a way, both Pakistan and Sri Lanka will be delighted that it was rained off and they both get a point. Yeah, they both get away with one. You know, anything. You know, Sri Lanka might have Sri Lanka might have made three hundred and bowled them out for eighty and sent them back in for a second hit. Yeah. They might have made them follow on, to get maximum points <laughs> well, um, the, equally. The, the, the way Pakistan go, I mean, they've just smashed England. They yeah, they could have been. They could have made five hundred. They could have been bowled out for fifty. They could have been. Bowled out for 500. They could have made 500 and not been bowled out. Who knows? We could have written some fan fiction match report. Uh, that's what oh. we should have done for the 30 second summary given our version of the game but oh well that, that, that's should, probably passed we should now. have re- written some slash fiction match reports <laughs> Muhammad Hafiz entered the room twirling his moustache <laughs> it seems I have you exactly where I want you Dimuth Karuna Ratna he said <laughs> maybe we should do these when there's no cricket more often <laughs> um, but no but I, I genuinely think that for both of those teams and no result is as good as a win right if you're level on points with someone two points for a win you get a point for the no result so you raise a really good point, especially when it comes to Pakistan, because they will be vying for a top four spot. Sri Lanka won't be; they're they're rubbish. But but, pa- <laughs> but Pakistan, Pakistan probably will be fancying themselves to be somewhere there. But their net run rates cooked because of what happened a week ago against the West Indies. So they're not going to sneak in with um with, no. with an even number. If they're level on points with anyone else, they're not going to they're not gonna get there. So they, but, in a way, it's it's like a it's like a handy point in the AFL context. Sometimes a point is as good as a goal. And for Pakistan today. I think that might be the argument. Half a game is, is as good as, you know, half a win is as good as a win. But it means I don't have to worry about net yeah. run rate. It means I never have to think about it ever again. Even if you got 0.01 of a point for a rain off, it still makes yeah. you more than if it's 12 point versus 12.01, you go ahead. But you get the point without having had the risk of losing the match and thus not getting any points. A rain off is the perfect result for any team going for a semi-final spot. It's, and it's definitely the result that Pakistan are leaving today, leaving Bristol in the rain. They'll be like, gee, yeah, this is, this is, uh, this has worked out quite nicely. Yeah, so. st- stuffing that 
point into their back pocket. I and like how we've got around go. this. This is good. So they're three points from three games, but they may as well be four points. This is good. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it's effectively a win unless someone else gets more wins. Um, but yeah, they would have been cooked anyway. So there we go. We are cricket analysts, and we just realised this while we were on. <laughs> we're not air mathematicians. Recording. We're not mathematicians. We have proved this many, many times before. I still don't know how net run rate works. Like, and that's not even an exaggeration. I genuinely do not understand the mathematics behind net run rate, and I've asked several scorers to try to explain it to me and they cannot yeah i know it involves um one number sitting on the other in a divided by type equation at the end but that's about the extent of my you know year 10 math can compute as well it's something to do with overs but i'm like why why is it better to bat out the overs and not be bowled out versus i don't know it just seems like a very random metric with which to separate teams versus something like I don't know. Most Bowl sixes. More sixes hit should be really. I mean, if you yeah. want entertaining cricket, go, well, hit more sixes. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not the craziest thing I've ever heard. Let's work on that. We'll send something to the ICC next year. Um, more stuff happened today, though. We can talk around the World Cup a wee bit. Uh, Mohamed Shazad, regrettably, Jeff, is going home. He's injured. He hurt a knee. He could have hurt a number of things, how awkward he looked keeping wicket <laughs> in the two games that he did play. Uh, it's, it's a shame, though, because he's one of the characters of, of the global game. Um, he, he's definitely the, the heftiest player in this tournament um, who we're saying goodbye to. Uh, and, and a guy who has got experience winning games at like, World Cups. I like so. to imagine that someone just put a freshly baked apple pie on a windowsill and Mohamed Shazad just floated on the fumes and, and just wafted all the way home. And that's, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's sorry, he's out of the tournament now. <laughs> sorry, yeah. He's, he's got your picnic basket and he's not coming back. Yeah, what's that Simpsons scene where they, where they, where they introduced a dog to the uh, Itchy and Scratchy show? Yeah. He, he's gone to the moon and never came back. Um, yeah, but no, he, he's, he's such a, a thoroughly entertaining player to watch, just windmilling everything over the leg side for six or being bold one or the other, depending what happens. But I remember I was watching him keep to um, Hamid Hassan the other night when they were playing Sri Lanka and there was a short ball that almost went over him and he went up to try to catch it. It did go away for five wides but his landing was so heavy and uncomfortable and he just looked in terrible pain from having had to get off the it. ground um, you might have found you might have found the the, the moment that, that sent him back on the plane yeah so he's gone it's devastating Hasratul Azaza is all alone as a power hitter at the top and um in Afghanistan who I, I was beautifully described by Jared Kimber as a team of number eights mm. <laughs> the way that they approach their batting work and it's just going to be more number eights opening the batting I didn't read that line the reason we know about that line, Jeff, is due to the, the train ride we had home from Nottingham yesterday. On a podcast like today's, I think we can indulge. Oh, we've got time. We've got, we, we've got time to, to, to tell a story. And when we got on the train last night, we had a fair bit on our plate. You had to write a couple of pieces. I had to write something as well. We'd just done the podcast and a couple of videos in the space of you know half an hour racing to the station, a couple of radio crosses thrown in the, in the mixer as well. And as we walk onto the train... Um, we were recognised by a couple of final word listeners who were up for a chat. They'd had a long day at Trent Bridge. Lawrence Perry um, was was uh, was was um, there with George Clark, and uh, and they told us about um, Jared Kimber's piece, among many many other things. They told us about a lot of things. It's true, and you know this, this is not to give the impression that we're accosted everywhere we go. To. No, <laughs> but 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 if you're listening to this, then you're one of the listeners of the final word who might know who we are and who might vaguely recognise us and go and be very drunk on a train and be like, hey, that's Aaron. and then I'd be like, all right, I've got to do work, but we'll we'll do this in a minute we've got a two-hour train ride back to london um i'll come back to you 
you. So we you know, we we eventually had a, a conversation with these chaps who very much involved in cricket and played uh, played seconds at a couple of um, different counties and whatnot and, and knew their stuff. I, I knew that there was something going on because I could hear them loudly and drunkenly discussing the finer points of Sheldon Cottrell's second spell. <laughs> and I was like, most drunk guys on a train are not having that conversation. They knew plenty about the game and uh, the, the, the conversation moved to left arm wrist spin. And As it does. Lawrence has chosen craft. He's got a quick info page, I should add. He did play second 11 for North Ants a million years ago, I think, before he, um, before he um, yeah, moved into the real world, if you like. Anyway, and he, he's fascinated by it to the extent to which he wants to write a book about bowling, left arm wrist spin, and just about wrist spin more generally. And, and he'd been coached by Terry Jenner. And he wanted to tell us all about his experiences being coached by Terry Jenner. And then we get off the... Get off the train at the uh, and, and and I should add this 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 went on and on as, as it this does when a, a people have had a, a a thousand beers at the cricket that he really really wanted to talk wrist spin with me through the, it was the a bulk of the journey conversation you were talking about Stephen Crook's musical career we you were, were talking about um, Maurice Chambers uh, yes Maurice Chambers passing out in a Bikram yoga class with him <laughs> Maurice Chambers if you're not aware of <laughs> the uh, an enormous caravan fast bowler who played for North Ants yeah among others among uh, many many other counties over his journey six foot eleven and bowled at about 40 miles an hour um, <laughs> particularly in his second spell but he was he got a few Australians out in 2015 when he they did. played a tour match there so yeah Maurice Chambers um, fainting in a Bikram yoga session does sound like something out of a slash fiction yeah, not the sort of name you're going to forget after all the minute we raise like oh Maurice. yeah Maurice Chambers Maurice oh, yeah. are you alright Maurice I bathed his brow gingerly his eyelids fluttered then his eyes opened and locked onto mine Really, when this is all over, Jeff, I've said this to you before, this is, this is your calling. So we get off the train. One of the topics of conversation was, was other left-arm wrist spinners. So Chuck Fleetwood-Smith and Brad Hogg. He said, Brad Hogg's his hero because Brad Hogg, of course, won two World Cups and is probably the most prominent left-arm wrist spinner in you know, the last 15, 20 years. There's others, but he's and one of them all. Until cool deep arrived. Until cool deep arrived, perhaps, yeah. And I told him that we'd actually did yesterday's podcast with an audience of one, and it was Brad Hogg in the commentary box where yeah. he was working yesterday. Brad watched our podcast, and I don't know if he enjoyed it or not, but he certainly sat to the end. <laughs> he was he was subjected to it. <laughs> he, he, he was he was intervening at one point. I don't think you could hear it on the feed, but he was trying to make a, an interjection about something or another. Anyway, and as we're walking off the train, who should who should be walking past me but Brad Hogg asking about the podcast? I go, hang on a second, don't go anywhere. Grabs Laurie and said. <laughs> You two need to talk. <laughs> and they walked all the way back together. They've exchanged numbers and now they're going to catch up to talk about left arm wrist spin. The final word, bringing people together. Bringing people together. And and you at, at your home in London over the last couple of weeks when you've had the odd bit of downtime, you've been watching a lot of a show called First Dates, I, I believe. <laughs> and, and I'd like to think that you've just now facilitated one. You've brought two left arm wrist spinners together and they can they can bowl flippers and wrong-ins at each other all day long. Yeah, they're off to the First Dates Cafe in St Paul's for their catch-up, I hope. <laughs> it, was, it was a lovely little uh, bit yesterday. So, um, g'day, George and, and Loza. Um, <laughs> the big lozenge. At some point, wasn't that I'm big. pretty sure we're going to see them again sooner rather than later. They're so. probably out there. And, and if you're out there, if you're a final word listener and you run into us on public transport, say hello and uh, make sure you've got an hour of entertaining conversation <laughs> in you to distract us from any work that you have to do. Speaking of conversation, one last thing I mentioned on the cricketing side, Adam Zampa is like the fourth player in this tournament to get done for swearing audibly on the stump mics. Right. I, don't, I don't know about this. If a player is... He was swearing at himself, I think, is what I read on right. Twitter. I'm not sure if you should be done for 
saying something to yourself and admonishing yourself and getting. I mean, if that were the case, I'd never be allowed into a venue, <laughs> let alone commentating on one. Um, in keeping- I've seen you swear at elevators that haven't arrived fast enough. I've seen you swear at trying to get a lid on a pen that wouldn't go on a pen. I've seen you just swearing at chips that were breaking when you were putting them into dip. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like me, yeah. yeah. Mostly at myself, though. This is the, more, the point I'm trying to make is I think there is room in cricket to, to, to give yourself a spray. And, right. and he's, yeah, I think he's the second or third player to have been pinged. Jason Roy the other day um, copped a, a demerit point as well. So It I mean, seems an know. odd one. If you're swearing at an umpire or if you're yelling at another player, then okay. Maybe. Especially when we know in, in test cricket when the stump mics are up, the stuff that gets said, well, you wouldn't be saying in front of your grandmother, put it this way. No. But, but, yeah, it, it's a strange. Imagine if that rule was in place. Ian Chappell would have been banished to, like, St. Helena or something, like Napoleon <laughs> in the middle of the Atlantic and never allowed to return. That, that, that probably ends the, the substantive portion of the podcast today, Jeff. But we're going to take a breather anyway because we're going to throw forward to tomorrow. Now, quick word about our sponsors, Jeff. Have you ever thought about your dream retirement? I have literally never thought about any kind of retirement. <laughs> well... Are you keeping an eye on your super? Are you confident you're with the fund that has your best interests at heart? If I'm completely honest, I don't think I even know what fund I'm with or if I have super. <laughs> okay, well, this is very important information for you. Did you know that CBUS is an award-winning industry super fund run to benefit members rather than profit shareholders? So, for example, this year, CBUS won the CanStar Most Satisfied Customers Super Fund Award. That does sound like a deeply satisfying experience. <laughs> Well, they've put their members' interests first for 34 years, and it shows. Their MySuper option has returned an average of 9.29% over that time. That actually does sound like something I should investigate. <laughs> so consider CBUS today. Visit cbussuper.com.au. And remember that past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance. To consider if CBUS is right for you, go to cbussuper.com.au for a PDS. <laughs> You've always wanted to do that. I <laughs> have. <laughs> This is the final World World Cup Daily. Day nine, Adam Collins, Jeff Lemon, thanks to C-Bus Super. Tomorrow we have a double header, it being a Saturday. Uh, the day game, let's start there. Over in Cardiff, England, Bangladesh. This was a, a huge fixture four years ago when the Tigers eliminated England in the group stage. Uh, and that will, of course, be a talking point tomorrow. Owen Morgan was asked about it by a Bangladeshi journalist today and he flared up. He didn't like the question very much. He said, it's not the reason uh, for our for our revival in white ball cricket. But all the same, I, I feel like this will be the the reference point tomorrow. Well, also, I think it was fair enough because, you know, England were eliminated by the Tigers, but that was in retaliation for um, England largely eliminating Tigers through the process of colonisation around the world and <laughs> deciding that the funnest thing to do was to go and shoot something. Um, thanks, England, for um, making sure that there are none left anywhere. It does strike me as funny that all of these countries have Tigers or Lions as their mascots when they have all hunted them into extinction. And then they're like, oh, they were quite nice. <laughs> Let's put one on Let's a flag. Let's put them on the flag. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pop them on the emblem. Uh, the, in terms of the cricket tomorrow, uh, yeah. Liam Plunkett will return to the England eleven. I'm, I'm told by those who are covering um, the side over in Wales today. At the expense of Adil Rashid, the league spinner, expected to drop out uh, partly due to the straight... Uh, short straight boundaries at Cardiff, partly due to um, the fact that he has not been at the peak of his powers in the first couple of games. So um, Plunkett will get back into the side. So they'll go in with Wokes, Archer, Wood and Plunkett. Four quicks alongside Mo and Ali. Um, it, it's still a pretty balanced attack when you consider Ben Stokes is their sixth bowler and he's a pretty good bowler. This seems weird to me. I don't like it. I'm not into it. Why would you want Wood and Archer both on what's generally a 
slowish kind of deck? I mean, is it is it going to be that that grassed up one that New Zealand oh, had? Or? Well, yeah, if it's the same track we've seen, or it won't be the same pitch because that's yeah. been used twice. But if it is another pitch with grass on like it, that. That, that that seems to stand to reason. Maybe, to an maybe. Extent. So, but also, I, I mean, you know, Cardiff a couple of years ago in the Champions Trophy was was like bowling on sponge cake or something. It was sticky yeah, and tacky and like, everything yeah. stuck in the pitch. Um, it was a kind of you could defend two thirty on that kind of wicket <coughs> uh, sort of. Thing. I, I don't know if this makes sense to me. Rashid has bowled in four games at Cardiff. He's taken wickets in all of them. He's gone for not many runs in all of them. Um, I mean, he was three for 70 against Australia last year, but that was in the series where both teams were making three big 300-pluses every time, but still took three wickets in that innings. He's a wicket-taker. He's he's your main point of difference, your main point of variation. And if, if a team can settle in against seam bowling and you've got six seamers going at them well what else have you got to call on yeah he actually won that game against Australia last year three for 70 but from memory the he took two wickets at the end which ended a, a really impressive Australian run chase so he'll be out of the side as for Bangladesh I mean we know what they did last Sunday here at the Oval and we also saw them perform admirably against New Zealand I mean they're going to go in not as favourites but you couldn't rule them out well Mustafitsa if he gets a nice grassy deck um, you know gets Something to work with in fast bowling terms. They've got all of the spin options if the deck's a bit slower as well. So I wouldn't count them out completely. I think I think England will be very, very determined to smash their way back onto the winners list yeah, as comprehensively yeah. as possible. So Bangladesh might be meeting them at just the wrong time. Yeah, England will want to bat first and make 400. They'll want to make a statement given that they weren't able to really get on top of South Africa with the blade in the first game here when they made 311, but we you know, we felt as though that was a score they could have made a lot more. They could have made a lot more rather had, had their top order not... not spluttered their way through the start. Uh, and We've got another game tomorrow, don't we? Yep, you're right. We should move on to that. Afghanistan and New Zealand is the second game of day-nighter. It's not on Broadway as such, uh, being the second fixture when England's playing. Um, New Zealand, if they win, they'll go three and zip and they'll be very well placed. As for Afghanistan, as we mentioned before, they've lost Mohammed Shazad, which will be a big blow. Uh, but, but all the same, uh, you know, the fact that it is a, a, a tournament where everybody plays everyone, I'm, I'm sort of quite looking forward to this. Yeah, well, the New Zealanders have had a relatively easy entry coming in Sri Lanka first, Bangladesh second, Afghanistan third, but it means they're going to have a pretty stiff run home. If, if they're going to qualify for the semis, then they will have well and truly deserved it and they'll be have to be in, in fine form by the time they get there. I've just realised before we go, Jeff, we didn't do uh, Final Word Hall of Fame. We uh, did not. But, but I, I, there's, only, there's, only, uh, there's only really one nomination, isn't it? Uh, Lawrence and George, welcome to the Final Word Hall of Fame. <laughs> you're, you're in. Left arm wrist spin in the Hall of Fame again. And we also neglected to mention we're recording today at the Oval, which is bathed in sunshine after a day of uh, pissing down rain. The covers were all over. Um, they, they're still out there covering a fair bit, all of the practice wicket squares and so on. But the ground is now uh, basking in sunshine at the end of a bloody freezing London day. Sort your summer out. And and this is where we're going to be for the whole weekend, Jeff, because Australia play India here on Sunday. That's a blockbuster, especially given that Australia have won yesterday. So two undefeated sides who um, expect to both be in the final four. And with that said, Jeff, we should probably leave it be. We've managed to fill 20 minutes on a day when nothing happened at all, but I hope you enjoyed it. We could fill a lot more than that. We've yeah, filled we a lot more than 20 minutes many times before. <laughs> is the final word, World Cup Daily, day night. Adam Collins, Jeff Lemon, thanks to Seabus Super. The industry is super fun. It's hitting your retirement for six. Seabussuper.com.au, you know where to go. We'll talk to you tomorrow. That'd be the same we've been doing for centuries. Sorry if I ran out to empty broke this, so you know what I meant here. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself. Some stories